Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. See the podcast description for a special money off code. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, back once again like a renegade master. Joining me, it's Matt. Hey you mate, you're sounding a lot more chipper this week, which, I'm, which yeah. I like the sound of. I feel a lot better this week, Good. which is ridiculous. Good. Because it's like up and down like a Bristol girl's knickers after four <laughs> points. It's, re- it's mad, man. It's Only four mad. points? Yeah, cider. <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff we have around here. Knock your ass off. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, so hello, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling a bit better. Thank you very much for the messages, etc. And the one or two people who are going through the same thing. Solidarity, brothers and sisters. Um, speaking of sisters, by the way, our listenership for ladies across the world is up. Yeah, you I mentioned get, this last week, didn't you? Yeah, I get a very detailed statistical breakdown now of like who's listening, where they are, and everything like that. Because uh, I don't look, I don't want to make a big, big deal out of this, but uh, me and Matt, we're kind of a big deal now. <laughs> Just we're you know, you're you're kind of lucky to be here, right? Just saying. I'm still I'm still waiting for the, my first <laughs> autograph to be requested at the ground. Like I'm waiting for someone to go. Hang on, are you the Spurs news guy? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Can you see, sign my see shirt? I, see, I get nervous. Like, if someone goes, hey, you that guy on Spurs News, I'm automatically expecting to then get, like, a lecture or something. <laughs> like, ah, oh, back in episode whatever, you said this, and I thought you were an ass. <laughs> well, well, thank you. And yes, yes, I am. Uh, speaking of, like, uh, sightings out in the wild, though, um, so a couple of, a few days ago, I was wearing a, okay, this is going to sound sad no matter how I dress it up, <laughs> Um, a couple of Christmases ago, I'm just going to throw the backstory in. As a bit of a thing, all the Spurs News group, I bought everyone a Spurs News polo shirt. It's kind of like a fun Christmas gift. We all we all got one. Um, I wear mine every now and again, just like doing stuff around the house. And I had it on the other day when I ordered an Indian takeaway, which the nice gentleman brought to me. And for the life of me, I, oh, there we go, found it. Okay, so hello, Anil. Anil was the delivery driver for my Indian takeaway, who arrived wearing a Tottenham shirt. It was transfer deadline day. Um, I was knackered, by the way, because I've been covering the friggin' thing all day. (laughs) Man, just covering the stuff and, like, the backwards and forwards. It is mentally exhausting. I don't know how the the actual journalists do it. I don't know how anyone does it. It's ridiculous. But anyway, um, so, anyway, he brought brought my food, and he noticed the Spurs news thing. He went, oh, uh, that's a random you Tottenham fan I was like yeah yeah I, I do a podcast he was like yeah Spurs News oh my god you're Sam and I was like no way okay, this, this isn't good you're literally stood at my front door <laughs> please, please please be a listener that likes me <laughs> please don't be the guy that emails me every week telling me I suck <laughs> and yeah, we had a chat and I was like oh this is really great I love this conversation and uh, I'll, I'll definitely shout out to you on the podcast but can you leave now because you've delivered my food and it's getting cold <laughs> I, I was hoping the story then where you go and here is it for free did he not give it to no, you no 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 there was no discount from oh. the Neil oh 
So actually, yeah, I retract your shout out, Anil. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. <laughs> nah, but all joking aside, thank you. The food was great. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't mind paying for it. It was fine. Um, so yeah, uh, that was kind of surreal and weird, and I'm never wearing that again. <laughs> I don't want to be recognised. But if you're interested in buying Spurs News merchandise, please get in touch. Sam at SpursNews.co.uk. You can buy caps, polo shirts, t-shirts, and only fans logins anyway <laughs> so that was that that was a weird thing out in the wild so get that out of the way first of all but we're talking about the transfer window and deadline day that was a that was a weird day because i started the day like really pumped that we had a couple of things we were going to do and by about lunchtime i was done yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like uh I can't, I can't keep track of this anymore. <laughs> Every time it's like, oh yeah, we're we're close on this. I'm like, oh, that'd be good. I then get another message going, yeah, that, that's that's gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of. A, Do you know what I, I know? Day. It's it's one of those things with the transfer deadline day where look, I think we've done some good business over the course of the. the oh, window. we have, yeah, yeah. Um, it would have been. Look, don't get me wrong. It's great that we got that. He's pronounced Royale as well. I was been calling him Emerson Royal, but I read somewhere that he's pronounced Royale, Emerson Royale. No, it can't be. No, I can't have that. You can't have I'm that. A, I'm, no. I'm a pulp. I'm a pulp fiction fan, and <laughs> all I can think of when I hear someone say Royale is Royale with cheese. Have you not been seeing these loads of memes going around? Because that is how it's pronounced. Oh um, no! Oh no! Here we go. That's, that's a that's a season of it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find that audio clip, and any time he does something good, we're gonna have to open the podcast with Royale with cheese. There you go. There you go. Um, but I would have loved. Uh, it, it looked like it was potentially on the cards for a very short period of time, but Ruben Neves would have been a great signing. That would have, yeah, that would have been my yeah. transfer window done if that well, had come on. The, the rumor on that one was, well, basically we were um, player interested we were interested uh wolves kind of had a figure in mind that was doable um and so it was infinitely possible and the kind of uh treore thing felt like as it went into the deadline day and and uh, don't get me wrong i think we were legitimately interested in him at one point but it kind of went into deadline day it felt a bit like a smoke screen because uh, it kind of felt like we'd asked about him, they'd set a price, and we'd gone, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the press kind of carried on running it, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, Tottenham are definitely interested. I kind of feel like it was an asked and answered kind of quickly situation. But we've, we've never, it appears there is a there is a fee that, I don't know if it's a release clause or what, but it does appear there is a figure that Wolves say yes to on that, and it isn't one that, I'd bulk at if that makes sense. Like I heard, we were going to spend forty to fifty million on Traore. I was kind of like, no, 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 no. no. please no, <laughs> no, no. I got into this debate with people, and I kind of, I because I said it to you about, oh, it could be quite exciting to watch, and you were like, no, 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 no. yeah. And uh, like the, the overall debate with people seemed to be like, oh, you know, we'd get bums off seats. It'd be fun. It'd be exciting to watch, and yet. I'm kind of like with you on this, which is, I I loved watching Aaron Lennon play for Tottenham, but one of the most frustrating things when Aaron Lennon first joined us was the fact he beat five people then fall over. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, he got your bums on off your seat, but then about yeah. two or three seconds later, your bum was back on the seat again. Yeah, whilst whilst bemoaning the entire world and hating it for inventing football. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's Tottenham. So perhaps perhaps he was perfect there for you us. Go. Yeah, he gets up, does something amazing, then falls over, trips over. Yay! Aww. 
Yeah, that's that's Tottenham in a nutshell. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so the the link with Neves, it, it, I mean, unsurprisingly, I think Wolves were like, you're not having him on the loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're not having him on the buy now pay later deal that you're doing with Happy Europe. The DFS um, deals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, look, Paratici, I know you're going around all your contacts, basically, like, yeah, yeah, we'll pay it off in a ten, you know, buy now interest free for twelve months. What? Nothing. <laughs> um, so, so Wolves were kind of like, look, this is the fee. If you if you pay it, yeah, okay. Um, I think everything kind of uh, tin- hinged on Undombele. I think if Undombele had been able to leave, I think Neves was the replacement, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's purely my my thinking. I, there's a guy in France as well who we were looking at and Arsenal were looking at. I don't know how to pronounce it. It was or A-O-U-R or something like that. Plays for Lyon. Okay. He's a creative midfielder. Um that was quite an interesting one as well because right right up until the final hour there was like this insistent rumour that there was like a deal there but unless Ndombele found a new club it wasn't going to happen so mm. uh, I mean that's that's the reality of it I mean uh, speaking of people finding new clubs of course as deadline day came to a close I, I was pretty much checking out <laughs> I, I was done and then I think I put in our our chat, I was like, I've just been told by someone who's normally pretty good that we're talking to Sir Jory about terminating his contract. And I was like, uh, you get stories like this on deadline days and stuff, and it never really happened. So I was kind of, I remember when it was all the talk about Danny Rose doing that, and then he stayed for a season in the under-23s. So I was a bit like, nah, never mind. Uh, you know, the window's closed now, I'm... I'm I'm done. I've eaten my Indian takeaway. Thanks, Anil. Um, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I just clicked Twitter on, and all of a sudden, my Twitter feed was full of every journalist with any inside track at Tottenham going, I'm told that Serge Aurier. I was like, oh, crap, it's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, within 10 to 15 minutes, it, it was confirmed. Uh, Serge Aurier has left the club. It was a mutual termination of his contract. Uh, he had less than a year left to run. Um, mate, what what are your thoughts on, first of all, your thoughts on Serge Aurier's time with us, and then second of all, your thoughts on how it just ended? So, with his time with us, mm. I know he's he was very, he divided opinion, didn't he? Quite, quite, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I it, it's quite bizarre, actually, because um, when you look at, when I, when, when I went on Twitter the next day, you expected, you know, as we've said countless times, and most people who go on Twitter know it can be a vicious place at, at the best oh, of times. Yes. But he, he, the anger didn't seem to be towards Aurier. It seemed to be towards people who were happy that he was leaving. And there was yeah. a lot of people saying, look, this guy played two or three days after his, 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 his brother was murdered. And, yeah. you know, that showed his dedication. You know, good luck to him. How can you, how can you be so happy he's gone? Yeah. Uh, it's a really strange one. So I know I know that they're they're professionals. Football players are professionals. They're they, they, you know they go to a club. They're professional. There's no getting away from the fact that he's an Arsenal fan. Whether we're yeah. looking, whether that made any difference or not, it did. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it, he he had he had some real moments. You know, like he, he I can remember that goal he scored. Um, I think it was in in Europe uh, where he like just volley? he come over to his right yeah, his right yeah. foot and he just it was such a clean hit and you like. 
that's that's difficult for most football players to do, you know. It's yeah, for the, I agree. For, yeah. for him to have that ability showed he had a lot of ability, you know. But as as most of us kind of thought with him, it was just his rashness that used to let him down so much, you know. Yeah. And I said this before, and the best probably the best way I can myself describe how I, I used to see him what is it was that he was constantly trying to make a YouTube video like he was <laughs> like he he, he, he it was like the art of defending for him was how can I make this look really amazing so it's going to be a brilliant three or four second clip so when someone looks on YouTube look at that that tackle and mm. and very occasionally it came off but vast majority of the times it led to a penalty or yeah, or free yeah. kick in a place where the opposition scored from you know and you're like Jesus Serge why why do that yeah. you know I, no I agree I, it's kind of like decision making was just bonkers at yeah. times yeah um, and my override, my overriding feeling of him being with us was one of um, you never knew what was going to happen next, <laughs> and with a defender, this probably the least quality you want. You know, if you've got like this tricky winger, and you're like, I don't know if he's going to go left, going to go right. That's that's exciting. That's interesting. With a defender, I, I kind of want to know that he's going to defend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Just, and I, and I remember watching him uh, in the final final sort of time of Pochettino. He, he just didn't put any effort in at all. You could see he'd completely checked out. Under Jose Mourinho, um, you know, I'm not a big Mourinho fan, but I remember watching that guy on the touchline basically screaming at Serge Aurier. As Aurier just strolled back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. He's gone forward, the, the other team are counter-attacking, and there's Serge just like... Walking, uh, taking in the day, you know, looking up at the stands, like, oh, I think that's my mum, you know, <laughs> just like you know, just having a good look round. Yeah, yeah, weird. You don't normally see seagulls flying over this time of day. Um, uh, you know, it was beyond belief. The guy just drove me insane. Of course, we all remember the Amazon documentary and Jose saying, "You have the tendency to give a shit penalty," and all's going, "Yeah, yeah, we we know. Trust us, we 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 know." Um, you know, and there's a flip side to that. The flip side is, if people keep telling you your shit, <laughs> you're you're gonna start to believe it and make mistakes, and perhaps the pressure of someone doing that to him cause more problems. I, I don't know. The, the reality is, he arrived under a cloud of controversy. The way he spoke to his previous manager, the homophobic comments, and <laughs> the fact he was an Arsenal fan, and he's left. As equally as outrageously, if you like, because the reality is over the summer, we've agreed fees with up to 10 clubs of interested in him and he's rejected the lot. So he's he's basically manipulated a situation where he's got to the final day. He's not been a very positive influence, I'm told, <laughs> in the dressing room this year. Um because he wants to leave. Now, that's not me saying he's been out of his way causing problems, because some players do do that. What I mean by that is, <laughs> Nuno apparently said to the squad, one by one, in front of everyone, like, do you want to be here? And everyone's like, yeah, of course I want to be here, you know? Mm. And he gets the surge, he's like, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> and, and I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, <laughs> okay, I kind of respect it. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, when you're trying to get, like, everyone amped, and then Tangi's apparently like, yeah, me too, I, I want to go. 
Um, <clears throat> there seems to be a, a, a feeling within the club. Oh, yeah. And in that same thing, I was told it got the Musa Sissoko, and he went, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah. He, he, do, you know, do you know with Musa Sissoko, <laughs> he always... laid back man in the yeah, world. Yeah, he really is. He just give or take anything, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah. You yeah. know, I'll, you know, if you, I'll stay yeah. if you want me to. I'll go if you want yeah. me to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just, you want me to run over there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I get paid a lot of money for this. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, you know, just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People think I'm a football player. It's hilarious, really. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what? I, I I love it though because um, so you know you, you mentioned Danny Rose and the fact that yeah, Danny Rose. You know, it was clear for a long time he just wanted to go. I mean, like you know that yeah. Amazon documentary. It's like get me out of here. You know, yeah. but he never got he never got sold and his his contract no. wasn't terminated. Never never got any interest from Milan, sadly. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know whether it's a Nuno thing or a Paratici thing because both of these guys are new. But one of them, and I'm presuming it's Nuno, has said, look, if if, if these guys don't want to play, and obviously with Ndombele it's a bit more complicated because yeah. he's younger and he's worth a lot of money. But yeah. but with Aurier, it's like, just get rid. Just get rid. Get well, rid. It, again, and this is purely uh, speculative, but Paratici, uh, you know, Nuno identified, I want a smaller squad. Um, I want a close-knit group, similar to Pochettino in that respect. And anyone who's a bad influence, I, I want them gone. Yeah, basically, that's now, good. In the past, Daniel Levy's argued hammer and nail, and it's taken it to like the eleventh hour trying to get a fee. Uh, Paratici seems to be of the belief that they these people needed to be shifted, um, which is what most fans, me included, have been desperate for for some time. You know, you think about the players that have left, and don't get me wrong, okay. This is no slight on any of these players because some of them in there I I, I hold very dearly. Uh, I'll start with one, uh, Coco. Lamella wasn't the player we thought we signed, but the guy gave everything for us, literally two hips, you know. Mm. Um, and, and I could you couldn't ask for more. Every time he came on, we could be playing Grimsby in a preseason friendly, and Eric Lamella would come on and play it like it was the World Cup final, and his <laughs> life depended on it. And, and I loved that the guy, the guy had no chill. Every single youth player like who is ever interviewed, who's come through the academy during the Lamella being at the club, then they've asked him, like, oh, when you got in the first team training, like, you know, who was the first senior player? And they were like, Coco, Coco kicked the crap out of me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, literally, if he was the first one to put a challenge in on you, then it was Coco, 100% Coco. <laughs> and then you see, like, the others go, oh, yeah, yeah, damn. <laughs> the guy trained like it was a World Cup final. Um, you just great. And so him leaving, like, was a real tinge of sadness for me, but... Uh, let's be practical let's be cold a minute it, it was very overdue you know we we got maybe 20 games a season out of it that's not enough that's not a, an option you can rely on um he needed to go for him as well he needed to be in a different league the premier league's just so physical and ridiculous that you you don't you know you don't get that ability to sort of rest and stuff and uh toby alderweireld's another one a uh, toby phenomenal defender for us like i i i've I don't think I've enjoyed watching a central defensive pairing more than Jan and Toby. When those two seasons, the peak two and the Pochettino, they were the best defenders in Europe as a team. It was incredible. And Toby continued to be a class act the whole time. You know, yeah, of course, there were one or two mistakes creeps in the last couple of seasons, but the guy's getting older. Mm. <laughs> and so that happens. But again, it was a the time the timing was right he he kind of felt he was done in the premier league 
he gave an interview just yesterday for Belgian media, of course, international duty, basically pointing out that due to COVID and the Premier League having like three games a week more often than not, he wasn't seeing his kids because he was having to stay in these bubbles all the time. And so I can completely understand why he felt he wanted to do something different. <laughs> mm. um, but the minute people make those decisions, the right thing to do is to get them gone, you know? See, this is, this is the thing, right, okay... This is just like a light bulb moment that's gone off in my head. So how many times have I said that Levy is a fantastic businessman yeah. but doesn't know, doesn't can't relate that to football? So, okay. like, you know, the amount of times where, you know, uh, you know where, where he's, he's got us the most amount of money for a player, but it's, it, yeah. it's negatively affected the squad or negatively affected our performances or, you know, uh, it's given us a bad start to the season, a bad end. So... What Paratici has done here is he's looked yeah. at it from a football point of view. So, so uh, it's also from a business point of view. And, and look, you know, you look at Aurier, right? He's 28. So, really, we could have got a fee for him. And 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 if yeah. if, if if you take Paratici out of the equation, there's no doubt in my mind that Aurier would would either have been sold or would still be at the club. There would be no way that his terminate his contract would have been terminated. I, so, yeah. I, 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 I can almost guarantee it. Le- Le- Levy could not. I don't think he he's got the ability to think. There's here's a guy here that's still got a year left on his contract. We could we could we could sell him for something. You know, yeah. there's no way that I'm going to take a hit on this guy. But what Paratici has done, he's looked at it from the football point of view, and he's yeah. looked get this guy out of out of the club, <clears throat> and then yeah. it will th- th- then it will positively affect the team. You know. And I think that, that's what's been yeah. missing. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree, and that's and that is why uh, I, I thought the director of football role or someone to take the footballing side away from Levy for a while has been a good idea. I mean, it's kind of come about through circumstance and necessity because of the ESL thing and Levy. A lot of chairmen, for example, in the Premier League, just point out refusing to speak to him. So he had to appoint someone to handle the footballing matters. If it, if indeed um, it has freed him up to focus on the business side, the commercial side of activities, which, let's be honest, he's second to none with. Um, you, you look at what we've done um, on that aspect in the 20 years of Enoch, you, it's incredible. Completely, You know, yep. where we were to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the awareness of the club is, is like, ridiculous. Um, so, yeah... If it allows that, and if it allows that focus to stay there, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to be a, a it's going to work out well. I saw a lot of people obviously when you get transfer deadline day getting a lot of focus. If you don't make a load of signings on that day, people say, "Oh, the window was crap." So, well, no, the deadline day didn't live up to a few expectations, and I'll hold my hands up and say it didn't live up to mine. But the actual window actually exceeded my expectations because I knew going into it we had no money. Um, I think we had like 20 million in a kitty, which everyone knows now to try and compete with European clubs and to try and push into a top four. 20 million is going to buy you an agent's fee, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to buy you a player that's going to jump into it um, and, and really kick things along. So I knew going into the window it was going to be a case of we could spend what we sold. Um, but we've just done deals after deals. You know, Paratici's done the deal with Lamella going as part of the deal to bring in Brian Gill, which 
is still a crazy name for a, a Spanish kid. But have you? What have you thought of him so far? Because every every time I've watched him play so far, I've been like, okay, you can see the player there. Like there is that's exciting. I, I like this. Yeah, we went to uh, Seb and I went to the European game, the midweek yeah. European game, and uh, obviously he started that one. And he's he's a bit like a. He's, like his best way to describe, I guess, is like a rough diamond, isn't he? He's, there's yeah. definitely a player there. It, you know, he's still young. He's got a lot to learn. But yeah. you know, you know, I think with the right kind of coaching and you know, if he can get used to the to the league and stuff, I think we've got a, yeah. we've got a player, definitely an exciting no, player. I there. agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I mean, I I do follow football outside of England, but I don't follow it to a degree where. <clears throat> I'm gonna know a youth player. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. it's kind of like I I got an understanding of some of the, the clubs. I got an understanding of some of the top players. And when we signed Brian Gill, it kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. Yeah. It's kind of like reported bang and it's done. And what's interesting is, oh, I didn't realize he's the highest rated youngster in the Spanish league in Spain. In oh, Spain, right. he is like the golden kid. He he's the Phil Foden of Spanish football. And we, and we've just grabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's that's mad. Now, now typically Real Madrid or Barcelona would have snapped him up, but they had no money. Yeah. And I think Paratici knew that and just kind of did the deal fast. You know, got it done. Um, which is incredible. Apparently, he was one that he was tracking for Juventus for the same reason, but you know, he he made the move to us and and brought the idea with him. So, um. But yeah, it's just the window as a whole. It's kind of strange. The I, I brushed on it a minute ago with regards to Undon Bele. Um, he he basically wants to leave. He he can't now until January. I I think me and you said this last week. The guy just seems like an unbelievably talented player, but just an awful professional in yeah. terms of <clears throat> training, fitness, and behaviour. I I don't know. I don't know what they can do, really. I mean, obviously, someone's going to have to sit him down and just be like, look, even if every single day you stand in the train ground holding your breath and stamping your feet, you cannot leave till January. There's nothing we can do about it, nothing you can do about that, um, unless you want to, you know, unless you want to terminate your contract, which is going to cost a lot of money for you. <laughs> hmm. um, so um, let, let's, let's knuckle down. You know, you want a club to buy you and you want to be out of here you need to show the clubs around the world why um or you take the approach of look you're here we've moved on or we're in Sissoko here's Hugo Lloris he's your new best friend (laughs) (laughs) you know let's learn from Hugo been at the club 10 years the captain um you know he's, he's speaking your language literally um you know settle settle in here now and show us what you've got i mean i i, I don't know i don't know what the right approach is yeah you, you know as, as as human beings we, we we're definitely susceptible to uh, being influenced aren't we by other people so yeah. uh i wonder again it, it could be just putting two and two together making six but i wonder whether part of the reason of kind of terminating Aurier's contract was because they wanted to get the influence away from Ndombele. Yeah. so you know, get rid of him, and then if we can get the right guys influencing and Dombele, we might get the player that we kind of we signed. You know, we signed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I think so. I I think it's, it's been said. It was said a few times that like the club were trying to 
move him on or at least move those you know Sissoko and um uh Aure yeah. on mm. so you know that's been done um speaking of uh Sissoko um you you have a segment on this podcast on a regular basis and your segment is called uh Matt Stats yes <clears throat> we've had a couple of messages asking for Matt Stats to return and you thought no balls to that um <laughs> and and you've created a new segment for yourself which uh, kind of ties into our sponsors. Um, so are, are you ready for the debut of your new segment? I am ready, Sam. He's got ball! Right, so this segment is called He's Got Balls by the fantastic introduction that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a professional, professional introduction pending. There you go. There you go. I like it. Um, so... What I thought I'd do is every week uh, mention a player uh, that's either done something during the game that's shown he's got balls, or yeah. uh, just uh, just a general you know comment on a player during a game. Now yeah. I thought I'd start this week with as you as you nicely linked it in with an ex-player, but he's he's very recently become an ex-player, isn't he? Oh, Musa very Sissoko. recently, yeah. So the reason why I thought I'd nominate Musa Sissoko for he's got balls this week is because. The guy played with us for, uh, was it five years he was with us, wasn't it? By that, yeah. yeah, and he got so much stick towards the start. And, you know, I can remember uh, Newcastle fans just wetting themselves laughing that we paid 30 million for this guy, you know. Yep. And he didn't have a great start, but he really, he'd become a cult hero in the end, I think. And uh, yep. and, and, and I can remember the, the Champions League um semi-final when we beat Man City and all the fa- yeah. all the, the players went into the dressing room and they were chanting his name. He was a cult hero, wasn't he? But the he reason is. why I wanted to nominate him for this week is because, look, the guy's professional. I appreciate that. But I think you've got to have a bit of balls about you to go to your ex-club two days after you've you've signed for another team and play in one of the, the biggest stages. I actually looked at the, the, the attendance and it was 57,672. And how many, how many of them do you think were Watford fans? There couldn't have been many, no, could there? No, a couple of thousand. A couple of thousand. And, and as we said with Suzoko, he's one of these people that just does what he's asked to do. So yeah. th- there was never any chance that he was never going to play in front of us. But do you know, not not only am I am I giving him, am I saying he's got balls for playing, but also yeah. he's got balls for kicking the football at the... Man, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> now, now you've, just, you've just said something which is probably one of the funniest things I've heard on the radio ever, okay? Go so, on. So in the game, uh, <clears throat> um, I had a way of watching, which I won't say, and it kept crashing. So in the end, I put the radio on. Radio 5 Live were covering it. Um, and there's the moment where Sissoko is basically, uh, Oli Skip is kind of pressured him, he's gone out of bounds, and as he's gone out of bounds, he's trying to hook the ball back in. And so he's absolutely smashed the ball and has hit Nuno full on, right? Now, clearly it wasn't intentional, you know, nothing, Nuno's laughing, Sissoko's apologising, it's nothing, it's done. The commentator on Radio 5 Live says... Well, it's obvious he didn't mean to do that because we all know if Sissoko, Sissoko tried to hit him, he would have missed. <laughs> now, it was a complete throwaway line and the guy goes straight back into commentating and I am gone. I am like tears in my eyes, killing myself laughing because it was just an absolute bitch slap. And they had Clinton Morrison on as like the other guy and he was killing himself laughing as well. <laughs> 
Oh, it was great. It was absolutely hilarious. I mean, just such a line because we all know if he tried to hit him, he would have missed. Right, the ball's now with, and I, I'm like, no, don't just carry on like you've not just said that. Uh, but yeah, so Musa Sissoko, he's got balls. He had a nice, um, him and Danny Rose had a nice kind of walk around the pitch at the end as well. They did, yeah. And, and you know, it was a nice moment. Yeah, it was nice to say goodbye to Danny. It was, it was, yeah. And and look, you know, as much as we laugh at Sissoko and his inability to kind of hit the hit the ball on target, you know, there, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of love from from Spurs fans, and it and it was you know yeah. there was no kind of uh, bad feeling when he left, you know. So not, not at all. No, not absolutely. All. It, it was it was time for everybody, and uh, no, the the guy his performances in the Champions League run were excellent. You know, the guy was the one who kicked the ball forward for Lucas to score the winner. Do you know what I mean? It's like he was a part of all of that, and therefore he's going to live on in our memories. You know, for for that, and you know. People say legend a lot. It's like no, he's not a club legend. He's a cult it's, hero. It's, isn't it's he? just a legendary time. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, was a part of it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and in a fun way. Um, obviously, we talked about Tangi Underbelly wanting to leave and now being stuck at a club. Uh, another player in the same boat, of course, is Harry Kane. Um, Harry Kane. Uh, I, I kind of want to air this a little bit, and I want to kind of get your opinion on this because I'm, I'm not sure. And we haven't talked about it, so I generally don't know what your opinion is going to be. But the Harry Kane situation, obviously, I, I spoke about it before. It's pissed me off, and and the way he's behaved and the ways people's behaviour pissed me off. Him wanting to leave didn't annoy me because I felt the club had declined so much in the last two years. I was more annoyed at the club for getting to a point that. Harry Kane, one of our own, wanted to leave. So that and the way it's been handled, however, I'm just so I'm pissed at him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, he did this tweet saying, "Look, I'm staying. Um, thanks so much to the fans for like such a wonderful reception." Um, and it was kind of like, okay, all right. He started tweeting after the games and after training again, like you know, hashtag coys and all that stuff. I'm kind of like, okay, all right, fine. I know it's a PR team, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, right, I'm going to move on. Right? I'm, I'm not going to hold this grudge. You, you've, you're playing again. You know, you're, you're putting it in. So, all right, fine. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to like uh, move, move towards a forgiving place. Try and try and learn from my experience with Danny Rose, where I was very angry at Danny Rose for a while. And then, you know, took me a long time to get over it and this time I'm trying to learn from that experience and be like okay let's be a bit quicker let's be a bit more grown up let's be a bit more um all right okay fine we're, we're good now <laughs> you're, you're staying we all make mistakes we're all human mm-hmm. it's cool <laughs> okay. um next summer you might be leaving but whatever that's that's future Sam's problem um and then he goes on international duty and the first thing he does is does an interview talking about it Am I, am I right in thinking just shut the fuck up? What did he say? What did he say in the interview? Because I don't, I'm not. So, so he's done the interview with Talksport, and basically, of course, they straight away brought up like, "Oh, you didn't get your transfer," and so he says like, um, "Nobody, you know, of course, there's lots of press speculation, but nobody knows the facts, um, you know, other than me, and my conscience is clear." So, so let's let's just be clear on this. Because I, I, we posted this on our Facebook page, and just, and I am just shocked at how many people are like, "Yeah, you tell him, Harry. Nobody knew what was going on. He didn't really want to leave." I'm like, "What fucking planet are you on?" Yeah, sure, sure. Like, I, I, I get that there are two sides to every story, and I get that you can be a Harry Kane fan and you can be um, 
of the opinion that Daniel Levy's the devil, Harry Kane's been completely stitched up and all of this, and it's very sad. I can get that some people feel that point of view, but to say he never wanted to leave and it was all press speculation is mental. Mm, (laughs) You know, even in this interview with TalkSport, where they say to him, obviously you wanted to make a move this summer and it hasn't happened. He doesn't go, no, Mm. no, no, that's not true. He goes... Oh yeah, of course there was a lot of but you you can correct these things if they're not true. He hasn't, yeah. and I, I and I kept saying to people, it's like, look, these are the facts. With games left to play last season, he did an interview on Sky Sports without the club's permission and shocked everybody by going on TV and basically saying he was keen to leave and he'd be having a chat with Daniel Levy about it. Mm. He then, in the same interview, was like, oh, you know, who would I like to play with? Oh, Kevin De Bruyne. Gee, Harry, subtle. (laughs) (laughs) And people are like, yeah, but he never said, I want to leave and I want to join Man City. No, that's called breach of contract. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you (laughs) So, so, So there's a big difference between what you can say and as far as you can. Doing the interview at all was unprofessional and a slap in the face for Tottenham. And it was his first mistake. Because when he did that, pretty much everyone in the Tottenham hierarchy went, well, fuck you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you want to come in here, Kapanan, and beg to leave, you're going to get a pretty frosty reception now, kid. <sighs> it's, it's sad, isn't it? It's sad that... I... It, is, it is massively sad mm. that someone who I would describe as the ultimate role model for every young kid playing has tarnished that. And people say, no, he hasn't. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he has, because... There are ways of leaving a football club. And the best thing is, in this very window, Jack Grealish showed everyone how. Mm. Jack Grealish loves Aston Villa Football Club. I mean, like, loves it. The kid still now loves that football club. And is beloved by everyone there. He is one of their own. Absolutely. And then Man City came along and said, we will pay £100 for Jack Grealish, which was a release clause for him. And Grealish said, I would like to go. I'd like to play Champions League football. I would like to play at that stage under Pep Guardiola. And the club went, OK, we understand. If they pay the fee, it's done. The fee got paid. He left. The club issued a massive statement to the fans about it. Jack issued a statement to the fans. The, fa- the fans are, are fine. You know, everyone was completely understanding. He's made the transfer. And everyone in that whole scenario was good. Because Jack didn't go on TV months before begging Man City to come and sign him. He didn't put out constant passive-aggressive you know, crap in the press like about being able to leave. None of that got done. It just was simple. Behind the scenes, a transfer happened and everyone in that transaction is happy. Aston Villa bought some great players with that money. And they're looking at one of their own now playing on that bigger stage, etc. Et everyone involved is, is fine. What... What makes me like insane about the Harry Kane thing is like last season, I'd, I'd say probably 90%, and I know I'm just plucking this, but I'd say like 90% of Spurs fans, although didn't want to see him leave, were like, yeah, okay, fair enough. You've given everything for us. This last season, you got the most goals, the most assists, and we finished seventh, sixth, wherever the hell we finished. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, okay, I get it. Good luck, Harry. Do you, do you know what I mean? I think everyone was in that same boat. Do, do you know what? I, I, I do agree with you, Sam. I do agree with you, the way he's dealt with it. But here's a scenario for you. So, yeah. say um, at the end of the season, uh, Man City go, right, here's £150 million pound for, yeah. for Kane. And then yeah. we sell him for £150 million. A bit like what's yeah. happened with um, with Grealish with the £100 million. I know it wasn't yeah. easy, that was a release cause. 
Yeah, but yeah. I don't think that the interview he did with Gary Neville and Sky Sports would have mattered. I think people, the fans would have still been like, you know, like with Aston Villa fans are with Grealish. I think part of the problem is the fact that Man City were thinking he's going to cause such a fuss that they'll accept yeah. this 75 million. And yeah. I, th- I think they've got they've got to take some of the blame for it, I think. No, no, I, th- I think they do as well. I think Man City pay, pay the money. But also look at the press narrative of the whole thing. I, I couldn't believe I was reading stuff like, oh, Tottenham are blocking Kane's dream move. I'm like, no, they're not. No. Pay the freaking money. Yeah. It's like I'm sat in my house and a guy comes up to me and says, oh, I'll give you 50 grand for it. And I'm like, no, it's, it's worth more than that. Oh, yeah, but you want to sell it to me because, you know, your house clearly wants to be with me. I'm like, well, what? Know, <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's worth this. Pay this and yeah, okay, but it's not. Mm. Uh, you know, selling your car or anything, you don't sell it to someone who's paying you less than what yeah, it's but worth. Basically, it's like yeah, you can imagine someone brainless. like some. You can, a good analogy, like you say with the with a house, is like someone comes up to yeah. you and says, "Can I buy it for fifty grand?" And you go, "It's yeah. worth more now." And then, and then the neighbour going, "Stop being out of order. He'd, he'd love to yeah. live there. Let's let exactly, him have it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And, and that was the press. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like reading this stuff, this narrative, this weird thing that was going on. And you're absolutely right. Because he did that Sky interview, because he did other, you know, like I said, there's constant stories out there. And I know a lot of people are going, oh, no, he never came out of it. Look, if you follow stuff long enough, and me and you have talked about this, and I'm sure you're of the mind now as well from doing Spurs News for so long. There are some journalists you know are linked heavily with Tottenham. So when they write a story that is Tottenham-based, you go, okay, that's come from someone at the club. Mm, you know, you yeah. know that, that is, they've been briefed mm. by someone at the club. There are other journalists out there who are the more tabloid, or I'm not going to name. And when they write stuff, it's either absolute fiction, and you can tell because it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Or they have literally been handed something. Like someone has literally walked up to them who they can write down as their source and has get oh, oh, you should say this. For example, a certain newspaper showbiz editor was at a certain wedding of Charlie Kane and came away from it with a story, anecdotal story, of how the whole Kane family were there talking about his transfer and how it was done and the fee and everything like that. Now, if you are a reporter, even for a shit rag you do still have to have a reason for writing something. So, like, for example, if you're going to make up a transfer story, like, oh, two and two plus, you know, two plus two in this thing, you have to have some sort of basis for doing it. For a showbiz editor to come up with a story relating to football, they get slapped all over the front page. They have more than just someone sat in a room cooking an idea roughly off an agent saying, well, he could be interested. Mm-hmm. It's actually because they've got something. Uh, and that's, you know, everyone could go, yeah, they make stuff up all the time. If they made it up, there would be some form of that's a lie printer retraction. There isn't one. Yeah. There was none. There is no there is no denial from Charlie Kane that that was said. There is no denial from Harry Kane that at the wedding things like this were said. There's no denial from anybody that this was said. This was a front page news story that ran for days and days and days and was picked up by everybody else. 
where where's the no that's rubbish where's the whole and the other things well like the fact oh no he was i mean i read this yesterday it, oh he wasn't late back how could the club not know where he was he was on joe lewis's yacht someone else saying he was at joe lewis's resort no he wasn't <laughs> and he was and he was fined two weeks wages I, do you know i can't i can't imagine and, and and i know you've kind of given me a bit of a background on joe lewis which is made me kind of more aware of, of the guy's mm. role obviously like he sees Spurs in the investment but yeah. I can't imagine the Spurs players interacting with him would he be interested no, in zero yeah zero interaction with Joe Lewis he wouldn't be interested he, in interacting with him would he it's Daniel Levy Daniel Levy has in the past arranged for certain people to go out and meet Joe like on a yacht and stuff like that and has arranged it Mauricio Pochettino for example went and spent some time on one of Joe Lewis's yachts um, and I dare say, perhaps he has at some point. Harry, being the star player of the club, arranged that. So, you know, do you want to go and spend some time out on one of the yachts or something like that? I don't know. This summer, he sure as shit didn't. <laughs> they weren't speaking. Mm. You, you know, the, the idea that someone has printed this narrative and put this out there. Gee, I wonder where it's come from. That Daniel Levy was aware that Harry Kane was on holiday, but didn't tell anyone. What? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make <laughs> sense, does it? No. Right. Come on, even saying that out loud, people people must surely be aware. That, no, no, no. <laughs> and then he finds him two weeks' wages. What? Because, no, Harry, you never told me. Yes, I did. No, no, you didn't. I mean, this is nonsense. Yeah. This is like mental, mental nonsense. The club have a player liaison officer. The player liaison officer is the one who deals with all of this. So Harry knows that if he spoke to Daniel Levy, like anecdotal, and goes, oh, you're right if I have an extra week off, and Dan goes, yeah, I see no reason, why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. For one, does anyone actually picture that happening? <laughs> let's, just, let's just throw that out for a minute. But two, even if, Daniel Levy wouldn't is not his role. He's just the chairman of the whole frigging thing. He's not the guy in charge of holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone coming to Daniel Levy being like, hey, Daniel, um, some light bulbs has gone in the gents' toilets in Block 5. Um, just want to get your permission to go out and buy some. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's on my desk. Yeah, that's something I deal with day-to-day. Certainly, crack on. It's, it's, just, no, it's a child. no middle management. No. It's, it's bollocks. It's, it's, it's a chi- nonsense. Yeah, it's a, child, it's a childlike way of looking at it, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, to say, and to see people going like, oh, the club, no, it was all press. Why was he fined two weeks' wages? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's just the press as well. Nah, it's in the accounts. Mm. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's there. <laughs> the club's a public trading thing. You can see it. It's gonna be. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they released a statement about it for goodness' sake, and people are still denying it happened. Yeah. Anyway, so that's enough about that idiot. <laughs> um, it just it just irked me. It's like you know you you're, you've done that tweet. You're staying at that point. Surely, if you're doing interviews, you're away with England. By the way, his his Twitter profile still him all England. Nothing to do with Tottenham. Yeah. Um, if you're there and the interviewer's like oh, I said, just like look, I'm here with England now. We talk about England. We talk about the Euros. We talk about the World Cup qualifiers. I don't want to talk about my club. It ain't difficult. So the reason why he's talking about it is because he wants to. He wants to continue this. It's going to be a freaking season of it. Every time he goes away with England, it's going to be like, oh, you know, we're approaching the January window, Harry. You know, are you going to are you going to possibly leave? And I bet he'll leave that freaking dangling up in the air. Mm. It, it's it's crap. It is absolutely crap. And 
every time I feel like I'm getting to a place of like, okay, let's move on, he, he does something else and it's irksome. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, mate. Yeah, but anyway, all right, so that's enough about him. Um, so far in the league then, Premier League, uh, we're, we're top. <laughs> three games played, three wins, three one nils, which I would have lost money on. I would never have been able to predict that. <laughs> Um, you know, just you look at the fixtures like um, Man City at home, Wolves away, Watford at home. I mean, that's that's a win, a draw, and a loss, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> in that yeah, order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take top, four points. Yeah. season, yeah. Um, but three one nil wins. Um, and the thing is, is we go into the international break top. We're the only team with a hundred percent record, which is hilarious. Uh, Nuno got asked about it and Nuno basically just said no ignore it I'm, I'm imploring every Tottenham fan everybody to completely ignore that it means nothing I really liked that I, I really because I think in the past you know Jose and even Pochettino got kind of into this of yeah you know we are where we are we're you know this is where we want to be uh, you know this is the start and you know we, we we keep winning then who knows Nuno's just like nope <laughs> no no this is you know there's a hell of a lot of work um we are nothing like where we need to be I, I, I love that because that's the reality you know we've won these three games and in parts in each of the games we've, we've looked good and we've shown real attacking promise and in other parts we've looked really off the pace for a while and then but the one thing I will say in all three games that have impressed me is our defending. Dyer and Sanchez look like different players to me. I don't know if anyone else is feeling that. Do, do, I, I know I said this, mate, but you know why they are looking so good? Because they've got they've got share. they've got Skip and Hwebio yeah, in front they of do. them. <laughs> I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertonga looked amazing for two seasons, and they had Juan Yama in front of them. And, and Dembele. Peak, yeah. yeah. Peak Juan Yama and Dembele. And now we're looking at Dyer and Sanchez, and everyone's going, this is strange. Yeah. I've watched them for years, and they've been donkey. <laughs> What's going on? And all of a sudden, you're watching Sanchez look like... Is it, you know, he looks taller all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He just looks Literally, like... Literally, yeah. Yeah, like, I am here. You know, <laughs> like, I am... Yeah, I am man. I am defender again. And and Dyer looks like the leanest, I think, of it. This is this is weird, you know? Mm, <laughs> this is yeah. bizarre. And But I, I think you're right. I think you put that ability in front of them, the, the screen, the shield in front of them... And it takes that just element off of them slightly, which enables them to do what they do best. Like, I, I've not seen a ball come into our box that isn't met with one of their heads mm. this season. You know, like Man City were resorting to just launching it in there. I think, I think De Bruyne when he came on did did a bit more, which was terrifying for a few minutes. Um, but other than that, they were like launching it in, and those two were just like, nope. <laughs> but they have, that's the thing, nope. Sam. They're having to do that because yeah. you've got you've got Hoybier and Skip. Yeah. Def- you know there and these guys can win the ball so well can't they yeah he's he's a joy to watch i mean i i i I was enjoying watching skip up against sissoko the the watford game i mean i watched the highlights of it and there's something quite kind of like almost proud dad about me watching Oliver skip all the time and him against sissoko had this element of 
you kept me out of the first team for a good year, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you'd left last year, I wouldn't have been on loan in Norwich. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he, he just he was in his face all game. And at the end, of, like when he went off, he got like Sissoko kind of gave him a bit of a tap, like what well kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I loved that. Absolutely loved it. And he is. He, he just he has that. He's always had it. He's always looked comfortable at every age bracket even though he was younger and now he's in first team level for Tottenham and he looks like I've been here my whole life he, he's you know, he's a first he's... yeah he's a first teamer now he's that's it yeah. he's in he, there's, there's no kind of in and out of the squad like he was that year year before no, Norwich no. he if, is like one he's of he's fit he plays yeah, yeah absolutely and, and... And it's, it's it's just so great. It does yeah. make a difference. Yeah. I think he really has made a difference for us. And I think he's him doing that is allowing Hoybier to play more of the Denmark role, which is bringing the ball forward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just I'm looking forward to that developing and and yeah, seeing more of it. Um, so yeah, I mean we we've won three games in a row, and and I sort of thought, well, you know, let's look at our next few games that are coming up. Uh, we play again on Saturday, the eleventh of September. Um, there's a day that lives on in infamy. Um, It'll be twenty are, years as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, how quick yeah. Is that have you been watching any of the documentaries that have been on? Uh, do you know what I have in the past? But but yeah. it's one of those things. Look, I, I appreciate that it happened and it was horrible, but yeah. I, it just affects me. Like, probably affects everybody, you know, like yeah, watches it. it but does. I just yeah. and 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 there is a part of me, as selfish as it sounds, mate. I just kind of want to live in ignorant no. bliss of this kind no, no, of stuff, no, you no, know. No, 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 that's good. No, to, to be honest with you, no, that's the right thing to do. Um, <sighs> I I watched one. Uh, I watched. I've never watched the films. Hollywood have made a few films. I've never had any interest in watching them. I'm mm. like, no. I, I lived that. I don't. I don't need to watch a Hollywood movie about it. A mm. dramatization. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I've watched the documentaries in the past, and every time, like you, it's kind of impacted me. And they had one the other day, which I thought would be a bit different. It was basically a real behind the scenes of the president George W. Bush at the time, and all of you know all of the stuff that was going on. Interviews with him, his chief of staff, everybody who was literally, and they were doing like a, a minute by minute of all the events and what where they were, what they were doing, how they were doing it all the other stuff that was going on I thought well, that would be a different perspective that would be interesting so I did watch that and yeah at the end of it I was I was numb yeah, it was, yeah. because you can have opinions on politicians and their politics and all this stuff and everything like that but in that moment we were all just human beings and I can't imagine facing that do you see what I mean like I can't imagine being sat, uh, you were sat in a classroom full of kids, and having someone come in and whisper that in his ear, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, he didn't jump straight up and run out." I'm like, "Well, well done." I probably uh, would have, but he, mm. by doing what he did, he kept a whole classroom full of kids calm, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and yeah, but anyway, right, that's that's a sidebar. But yeah, that is <laughs> is twenty years. Uh, so Saturday, eleventh of September, we are away at Crystal Palace. Um, that's going to be a fun game. Um, well, we 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 won. Prior to last season, we because mm. they drew one all, I think, didn't we? But prior to that, yeah. we won the last six away fixtures one nil. So it would be quite funny if we put one nils back again, that considering would be now we'd be getting on all. Freaking hilarious! <laughs> no, I, I, do you know what? I'm gonna have to find the odds of that and just put a five on there because that would be ridiculous, <laughs> wouldn't it? Four one nil wins. Um, but yes, yeah, so we are away at Crystal Palace, and then on the Thursday following, we're away in France against Rennes. Um, I know that's not how it's said i can't say their full name but I'm, I'm, i can't i've tried the french language so many times and i butcher it it's awful um 
So, uh, but their best player has just been sold to Real Madrid. So that was that was good. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. Boo. Oh no! I really wanted to see us up against him. No, I didn't. Um, uh, and then Sunday, the nineteenth of September, we are at home against Chelsea. Yeah. Matt, right. You better be there because if you and Seb aren't there, there there's going to be trouble. Now I'm taking him, and I said to him, mate, like he, he's like, like <laughs> when we said the Man City game. Yeah. I think I might have said this. I had about seventy-five minutes. He was like, I want to go, and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I can't deal with this anymore. He said, I want to go. <laughs> right? And I'm like, no, we've got to watch it because he's like, yeah. please, can we? Please, can we go? Please. We said so we listen on the radio and we listen. And I was like, no, no, no we're not leaving. Mate, you know, no. and and he said to me the other day, he's like, "When are we just going to watch a, 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 a game against a team that like?" Because obviously the Watford game we we had to miss, but yeah. that's the kind of one. With all due respect to Watford, but Watford aren't a Man City or a Chelsea, are they? No, you know? we're, we're, we'll have more of the ball. Yeah, we'll, we'll be creating the chances, not holding on for dear life. Yeah, we're the favourites, yeah, but yeah. but so poor sod. Next game, Chelsea. So I I can remember. Um, my my first ever game as a season ticket holder was Chelsea, and we lost two one. So I'm hoping yeah. that Seb can kind of reverse that that fortune. Well, Seb's a lucky charm. Yeah. Um. So so uh, yeah, that's why it's essential. He's there. He's okay? essential. We are there. We're going. Yeah. 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 Good. That's that's important. You know, there, there would have been petitions otherwise. Um. I'd, I'd have had to have rung your work and got you fired. Yeah. Or just just so you know. <laughs> I apologise, but you know, it would have had to have been done. Um. So, uh, following the Chelsea game, we're away at Wolves again in the League Cup. Nuno must have loved that. <laughs> um, and then Sunday, the 26th of September, we are at the Empty Crates, where we face bottom of the League Arsenal. Um, hopefully, they're still bottom then as well. Hopefully, we're still top. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Top v bottom in a North London derby has that kind of feel of an inevitable ass kicking. It does, do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not the way you think. No, no, um, no. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's. Um, I, I did see. Did yeah. you see that, uh, that, that that little video of someone and they're reading a newspaper and they're going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Arsenal top of the league. And someone's gone, no, your newspaper's upside down, mate. No, it's, <laughs> no. It's, I, I liked the, uh, the one that Simply Spurs did. Of pointless, where you oh, yeah. going, you know, going down a table, and you were Armstrong. Go, oh, it's really low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know? Do you know yeah. what this is? This is the thing, right? Because look, we're getting kicked. Like we're we're enjoying it, okay. And yeah, like you said, like with Nuno, he like I can remember after the Watford game, I watched the interview afterwards, and someone said to him, "Do you feel like we're there almost?" Then he was like, "Like you said, he's like, no, we're nowhere near no. there." Do you no. know? Which is really good. Yeah. But I saw uh, when, when we when you posted. Um, uh, on Facebook about you know where the, the table and vast majority of people like going this is fantastic but then I think I saw somebody say oh you know it's uh, three games in you know stop getting carried away and I think this is obviously this is relating to this but in my life this is kind of some something something I'm thinking of for my mental health is you've kind of got to live in the now haven't you right Agreed. just live in the now right and in the now we're top of the league they're bottom of the league it, yeah. it's very very likely to the point of you know no put no money on it it's not going to be like this in six months time you know I think we'll oh, be course, yeah. we'll be at the top four Arsenal will work their way up probably I reckon they'd be like top half you know we'd be fairly close but right now right now today we're top they're bottom let's enjoy it <laughs> yeah I mean uh, yeah I mean I, I think there's also a generational thing I think there are certain generations of um Tottenham fans who are used to being competitive with Arsenal mm. and then there's me and you for example who, who as kids at school 
got to watch Arsenal fighting for the Champions League and winning titles mm. and trophies mm. every year, yeah. whilst we were trying to desperately cling on to a player and maybe avoid the relegation zone. Yeah. So for me and you to sit there for a minute and go, right, here's the table. We're number one. Where are they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're Look bottom. at that. You're, you're bottom <laughs> of the league with no wins, no goals. Have, have you... I would never have believed it. Like no. you said to me as a kid, like a time traveller goes, oh, on this date in 2021, Tottenham will be top of the league, three wins, uh, you know, from three. The only team in the league with a 100% record, and Arsenal will be bottom, 100% record, but the other way. And Not scored score a goal. Three defeats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have gone, yeah, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> never going to believe that. Did you, did you see that meme with... Uh... It was a screenshot, and it had like at the bottom, accept cookies, and it says, I have to accept cookies to see where yes. Arsenal are in the league. Yeah, you sent that to me. I love, I love that. I have to accept cookies to see where the scum are in the league. My, that's beautiful. And, and let's enjoy it, because we got an international break. Like, going into an international break, I mean, there's nothing worse. If no, you're nothing's going to change like, in two on. weeks, is it? It's like, we need another game. It's like, come on. Like we just win one and we're off the bottom, but yeah. no, we got to wait this whole international break <laughs> with us rock bottom and every Tottenham fan we see just smiling at us. <laughs> like one of my best friends in the world's an Arsenal fan and she's stressed out of her eyeballs at the moment because she's a teacher and they're going back and they've got all this stuff going mm. on. So I thought, right, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to give her crap over this. I'm, I'm just going to do anything. I got a message yesterday. You smug bastard. I was like, what? Should I know your game? You've deliberately not said anything just to make it worse. Every day I check my phone waiting and nothing comes. I'm like, fucking hell. I hadn't even tried. I was trying to be nice and I've still tortured the poor sod. It's like, this is brilliant. I love it. <laughs> this is amazing. So then I just let her have it. Like every meme I've seen. It's just like, boom, every five minutes, have another one. Get a bloody start on me and I've done nothing for you. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm enjoying this week a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I hate international breaks, but this week I am making, I am loving it. Beautiful. I am giving them hell. And do, do you know what? You have hit the nail on the head as well. The fact that there's no game for two weeks to change it because, no, like I, no. like I said, in a few months' time, this will all, it'll all settle. Oh no, yeah, it's gone. So enjoy it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, like, it's like someone gives you an ice cream. You don't go, I'll oh, wait a month. The thing will be melting. Yeah, enjoy just enjoy it, now, it. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, uh, just yeah, I, I never get like me and you talked about this so much. Like I never understand the, you know, the philosophy of yeah, but you know, it's like nah, live in the moment a minute. Put your phone down. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Do, do, just... do, do, do you know? Do you know what? A, a good example, and it's an apology if I mentioned this before, but I can remember years and years ago, I was watching a football game with my, with my brother, and yeah. it it was probably in the dark days, you know. But I can remember we scored, and I went mad. And he just sat there stone cold. And I was like, what's wrong? He went, oh, you watch, they'll score in a minute. And I'm like, that's not how you enjoy football. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's not. I, oh, bless you. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've all had days. I mean, I, I, I sometimes watch us, and, I, and you know, because it's in the Spurs chat, I'm like, this feels inevitable. Yeah. This really feels like any minute we're going to mm. concede. Please don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but that's more about me saying a silent prayer to the football gods. <laughs> Who I believe in, by the way, and they don't they don't support Spurs or football gods. Come on, you no, must have realised no, that by no, now, no. sir. No, they, they don't. They don't. They, 
the football gods are cruel. There, there might, there might be, there might be one, there might be one of them as a Spurs fan, but he gets stuck in a corner. He's like, I, no, I think he's drunk. He's drunk. I, I, I think the Tottenham football gods hammer it all the time, man. Just every now and again, he'll do something that's really great, but then he'll fall asleep yeah. pissed in the background. And the Arsenal one takes over. He's like, oh, they've reached, he reached the Champions League final. Ooh, penalty against them after three seconds. There you go. It's like. What happened? What the hell happened? Oh. Clearly, it was divine intervention getting us this far. And then where did you go? He fell asleep drunk is what he did. He sat there in the corner singing Chaz and Dave. Anyway, um, uh, to, to finish this week, um, we need to talk about the wonderful people at Manscaped.com. Um, we, we have to put a promo into every single podcast. So here's this week's. Um, uh, uh, he, I'm... I, this is a test as well, okay? Stefan listens to this podcast. Stefan, Stefan. He's been on the show a load of times. Uh, uh, very famous guy. He was part of an Amazon documentary, in case nobody knows. Stefan got his Manscaped box this week. Fantastic. And, and he wasn't the only one as well, because as I'm saying this, uh, another uh, fan of the podcast messaged in. Um, I'm going to have to find it now, and that person was Paul Wilshire. Paul, thank you so much for buying it. I hope you used our code, because <laughs> one, it gives you money off. Um, did I mention that, by the way? It gives you money off if you use our code, SNPOD. So, did, did I say that? You did say so, so, SN for Spurs News, SNPOD, and, yeah, it, and it gives yeah. them 20% off and free shipping, which is fantastic. Yeah, Matt, that's correct. Well done. 20% off and free shipping with manscaped.com. Wow, you're like really good at this. Um, So uh, thanks, Paul. I really appreciate it. Look, um, they're they're not... Basically, the deal with Manscaped is they give us a script and I I ignore it. (laughs) Mostly because every time... They they sponsor loads of people. They even sponsor Arsenal Fan TV, which would bother me if not for the fact that I think more people that aren't Arsenal fans watch that. Yeah, there you go, yeah. (laughs) And right now, I'm one of them. Because it is amazing. <laughs> um, it's just so good. Watching them like implode. Uh, the, someone on there was like, oh, it makes it worse that Tottenham are top mine. And someone in the background goes, yeah, well, it won't last. I'm like, no, but right now we are. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, manscaped.com, wonderful people. Uh, Stefan's got his. Um, and he, he sent me a message where he basically says to me, it says on this, it won't cut you. That's a lie. Um, be very careful when trimming your bits. No, do you know what? Do do you know? Do you know what? I've been using it quite regularly, and I did actually look it up. They've got this technology that basically protects you. So I don't know what what Stefan was doing. No, I I have no idea. But apparently, he's managed to get a very small cut in an area where you don't want a very small cut. You see, with with, um, with, 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 the, with, with, with the razor, it's got a light on it. So that it's... Yeah. You, I, where, did he do it drunk? I think that might be the problem. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, t- to be honest with you, I mean, he's a newly married guy. I, yeah. I don't get... I mean, surely the missus would have helped. <laughs> I mean, he, he was busy laughing his head off that it's called the lawnmower, which, to be honest with you, does crack me up as well. That's, <laughs> it does make me laugh. Uh, but anyway, manscaped.com. Check them out. Uh, go to their website. Uh, find some stuff... Even if you just want to buy a friend of some ball wipes because their balls stink, uh, go on there, use our code, and, and have some fun. Um, but please do. If you want to support the podcast, it would help us out um, because then they might send us lots of money. Do you know, do you know then us? Then we can retire. Yeah, fingers crossed. I found another product uh, that I've been using, which has been fantastic. Because you know I'm into my running. It's yeah. one called a crop preserver. <laughs> and it's uh, basically is this from manscaped.com it is indeed and okay. it basically is anti-chafing so 
I have Excellent. found that absolutely fantastic. So anyone that likes likes to run as well, brilliant. Yeah. Bit of crop preserver. Man, crop, yes, at manscaped.com. Use our code, buy it, enjoy it, and be feel free and <laughs> all that stuff. Um, it's, I think it says something on the box when it arrives, your balls will thank you. Yes, and they have been yeah. ever since. Yes, ball toner is the future, people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, lastly then, uh, <laughs> I feel bad. Every time I've got to fit that promo in, I've then got to segue either to talking about balls or away from talking about balls. Now, I want to talk about our players that are on loan, and I can't think of any slick way to segue between talking about balls to talking about players that are going on loan. I can't help you uh, there, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll try this. I'll try this, okay? Everybody's got balls. <laughs> Speaking of guys with balls, our players that are out on loan. There you go. There you That's go. slick, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no one would have noticed that. I'll edit that. Um, J. Neil Bennett has gone out on loan. He has joined Crew Alexandra till January. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers has once again uh, added to his loan CV and is now in the Scottish Premier League with Celtic. Um, I am told there is an option for them to buy him just, built into that. Just out, of, just, just out of interest, do you know how many players Celtic have signed in this preseason, no man. Twelve. <laughs> oh wow! Well, well, they do need it, man. They've been crap. I mean, in the nicest possible way. Uh, Alfie Whiteman, uh, academy goalkeeper, many felt was going to be third choice this year. Uh, desperate for just playing football, basically, as a first team goalkeeper, he's joined Dagerfers IF in Sweden. I I cannot say that without sounding like the Swedish chef, and I don't mean to. <laughs> Yeah, draw the flag and dig her first. I can't. I can't not do it. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, everyone from Sweden. And we do have four Swedish listeners. We did have. We did. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But our listenership in Norway has gone through the freaking roof. <laughs> uh, Jamie Bowden has joined Oldham to the end of the season. Keon Ete has joined Northampton till the end of the season. Troy Parrott, as we know, is at the MK Dons and is currently top of their goal scorers and assist chart with two and two. And Pape Mate Sar, who we signed, is on loan at Mets, has already played a game for them since joining us um, and was great by the way which is kind of strange uh, French football is available to watch so over the course of the season if you're at a loss and you see a Mets game on check him out um, the kid's basically your first choice midfielder for them so he's going to play as many games this season as he's fit to play and yeah there's something about him there, there is definitely a player there um, that's, that's going to be quite interesting um, and again we beat a whole host of clubs to get in him like we did with Brian Gill so I think the, there are certain moves for now that have happened and certain moves for the future, definitely. Yeah. And uh, Overall, I'm, I'm quite impressed. We just need to do a bit more for the now in January, if possible. Yeah, yeah. But that's it, mate. That's everything I want to talk about. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? No. I mean, like you say about uh, Papisai, it just shows you, that I, know you, I know you mentioned it, about the fact that we're, we're taking advantage of the fact mm. that like the massive clubs in Spain are sort of struggling, but these are the guys that, you know, even you know, look at Emerson Real, we I don't think we would have got him if they weren't struggling. No. So we definitely oh, no, really we made a... Barcelona, Barcelona wanted to keep him. Um, yeah, we've made a move. Yeah, we, we've, we've made a move there where Barcelona have had to make a decision because they've got certain players on their books and they needed 
to cut it down. I mean, they've even let Griezmann go back to Atletico mm. on loan to get him off the wage bill. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? They lost Messi and Griezmann in one window wow. and signed a guy that flopped at Newcastle. It's mad, isn't it? How, how it's turned. It's a weird, weird time. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it could it could readdress the balance in Spain. You know, you could therefore see uh, more of a top four rather than just a top two mm. all the time, which I think would be good. Yeah, completely. I agree, mate, completely. Yeah, but anyway, um, that's that's their problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got to focus on us, and right now we are top of the league. Yes, so long might continue. <laughs> yeah, definitely for another week. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back next week where we'll still be top of the league, and we'll enjoy it. Uh, we'll do a bit more of a preview for the games that are coming up. Talk a little bit more about all things that are happening in Tottenham Hotspur. Until then, everybody, you take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.